Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. And in case you tune into the episodes frequently and be like, what's that website name again? Well, the way it's easy to remember for me is the C stands for Chris, who's my brother out there in Japan right now. Uh, I am the J. And the N is actually sitting next to me right now. So please welcome back to the show, Nola, the N of CNJRadio.com. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How you doing, sweetie? Doing all right. Um, I feel bad because when we started this whole CNJ thing, it was CNJ, like rock and roll. And, and since Chris is out in Japan, I've just kind of inserted myself into this. No, I did it. Like she never asked to be the end. I just thought it was kind of cute and clever. So yeah. Well, what we're doing here today? Uh, you haven't been on the show in a while. I know it was like probably your takeover episode. I think was the last one, but yeah, probably something like that. Something yeah. like that. It's been a while. However, there is a good reason for it to be on, other than the fact that we're just both bored today, and thought it'd be a lot of fun if this becomes kind of a regular thing where. Sort of like the ongoing series we have with Rock and Rank and The Fallen and stuff like that. So, as kind of a way to document these things and to not forget them, <laughs> because... To cherish them in our golden years. There you go. So we've been going... We go to a lot of shows. We, we don't have kids. What else are we going to do? Yes. Dual income, no kids. High Woo! five. So... That was a weak-ass high five. Yeah, well, you know, I did it for the mic purposes. Oh. Usually I... Usually I put some stank on it. So. Okay. But we go to a lot of shows. We love going to shows. And, you know, and we, we pass by uh, these fucking, uh, you know, abortion picketers uh, after lunch today. Really, really got to me. Really just stuck in there. And okay, okay. First, thing, first things first. <laughs> I feel like I need to start this off by saying what you want to do as a person in your life is your own is your own choices. Yes. And and if you don't want an abortion, then don't get an abortion. If you want an abortion, there there are other things, but if that's what it comes down to, that is your choice. Yes. We are um, not pro We Most pro-choice people are definitely not pro-abortion. That's no, the whole thing. No so. one is ever pro-abortion. The exactly. end game here is to have no abortions, but not because they're illegal, because we don't need them. Exactly. Okay, so, so we're getting political off the bat, but the reason I, the reason I went there, the kids thing kind of sparked that in my yeah. head, but the other thing was, um, not to even just make the gag that we go to more shows because we don't have the kids, is that uh, on the other side of that coin, those people definitely don't go to rock shows. <laughs> and that's what I'm getting at here, is that like... The world could be so much better if people just went to concerts 
on a consistent basis. Get just, your rocks off. Just maybe drop, get you know that might actually lead you to getting laid more. Yeah, just drop your fucking political agendas and go to a rock and roll show, yeah. and everybody will be happier. Yeah, because if they drop theirs, I can drop mine. Yeah, and that that'll help me out too. Yeah, that'll help my potential ulcer. They should have all the ulcers anyway. Rock shows. So that's what we're yeah. that's what we're about. We're gonna do two parts of wrapping up the year so far. We right are, off the bat, we are rocking <laughs> and rolling yeah. on these concerts. I'm so sorry for that pun, guys. It's quite all right. We have two parts to do just for the first six months, basically of the year. By the it time was a, it was a heavy first quarter. Bam, bam, bam. I mean, we did three shows in three days. Yeah, we did one of those just like we did a couple of years ago. When well, we you did. did. I, I was... That's hey, your, two out of three is not bad. This is your first. Your first three three shows in three yeah, days. Yeah, this is my first three for three. Yeah, we're going to talk about that on part two. So there's a nice teaser for you. Ooh. So we're going to go in chronological order of shows that we've seen of the year so far. So, so you will experience them as we did. Yes, we're going to play a song from each act that we saw. And even catch most of the opening acts for the most part. So let's kick things off with a show that we saw at the Great Three Links over in the Deep Ellum area in Dallas, Texas. If you are ever in the Dallas, Texas area and just need something to do, chances are there is a good show that is playing at Three Links, whether you know the band or not. And hopefully some extra people showed up for that reason, because this was a free show that we went to from a band not from the area. Usually a free show is like some crappy local band that, you know, the owner wants you to see, but... Uh, this was an exception because this was a band that I've been wanting to see for a few years now and just on the uh, cusp of putting out a new record and the whole thing and me finally pushing all in for them got to see the wildlife and of course we always need to paraphrase it with W-Y-L-D life wildlife life is spelled correctly but wild isn't which I think is weird they both need to be Y's or both of them need to be I's that's rock and so, roll. Let's, get it together, guys. That's as rock and roll as uh, having all your Facebook posts in all caps, like they like to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, they're yelling at you. They're rocking out. Yes. They can't hear you over oh, yeah. over the ringing in the ears there's, from all the shows. They don't wear earplugs. Yes. They're either statusing at the club during that, and they're actually... I like to imagine they're the doing phone. voice to text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're nice kids, though. They're oh, really nice they're so kids. amazing. Yes. Uh, they're from New York. They're on Little Steven's Wicked Cool Records label. They get played on the Underground Garage quite a bit. So what's not to love about Wildlife? I will also want to put in there that I think about the same time I'm giving credit to both Rock and Roll Geek Show and Decibel Geek Podcast for tuning me into the Wildlife. So thanks, guys. And it's not the wildlife, sorry. is it? It's just wildlife. It is right, yeah, because it's it's technically biters and not the biters, also. Yeah. So that and that's because, it, but it's weird to say. But it's not. It's, but it's well, not cry. It's the cry. Yeah, I know. It's this whole thing. It's we'll, not heat. It's the heat. So we'll get all three of those bands booked at our house and figure out where the the goes and not. Yeah. So and then maybe bring in the the to fill out all the other those that aren't there. Okay. Headlined by Danko Jones. Headlined by Danko Jones. The coming soon in the year twenty thirty. The uh, rock and roll. The Danko Jones. Rock and roll barbecue block party at our house. Joey's fiftieth okay. birthday extravaganza. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, wildlife for free. For free at Three Links. So amazing. And what I like to do, and what you should do as a, as a rock citizen out there, is that I went in there with a handful of cash anyway, because I'm gonna be like, hopefully they got all their records there, and you know, even if they had their older ones and not the new one, because the new one wasn't coming out for a few days. 
at the time of that show. It was actually coming out the Friday after. We went to the show on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like I th- that. I think it was going to street like two days after our yeah. show. And we're yeah. just like, come on. Yeah, it would be nice. Roll the dice. Yeah. They didn't have any shirts in my size, but they had... They had a, some cool shirts. They did. We're just... We're yeah. picky about our yeah. shirt fits. Sure. Uh, but I was able to catch up on all the catalog, including the new record. New record is so good. It is... In, in the top three so far of the year, for yeah. sure. Uh, and here's something. Since I have no listeners, uh, and so this probably won't affect the artist too much, here's a cool move you can do that if you kind of send the reel out, you'll probably get a catch. So when it comes to talking with the bands before or after the show, never never walk up to them with any kind of sense of entitlement. Just as a fan who wants to give them money, artists love those people the best. And obviously the less creepy, the better. You know, buy depending, some stuff. Depending your, on how cute you are, yeah, yeah, is is completely relative to how creepy you can be. There you go. So, so bought uh, the first couple albums by them, and then they had the vinyl of the new one on a nice clear colored vinyl there, and actually asked the merch guy who turned over to ask to the singer, "Hey, does this vinyl have a download code in it?" Which for me, is the best possible scenario for any release because you're taking care of both ends of it, the cool vinyl art project and the convenient download. So if, if a label's not doing that, they're just not taking care of the band or the fans in that respect. So I was like, hey, because there's no sticker. Usually it has a sticker that says, it. is there a download on this? And the guy was like, I don't know. So talk to the singer. I believe his name is Dave, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I'm right about I, that. I am staring into Joey's face with no knowledge whatsoever of what the singer's name is. Guys, I am so sorry. It's okay. It was, he was a really nice guy, and all the guys were real nice. And he goes, I don't know, but I don't think so. And then you, I didn't like him ha to him, but I was kind of like, had that, oh, look. you know. And he goes, tell you what, send me an email, this address, I'll send you the download when we get back home. And I was like... Okay. Hey, yeah, that was great. Yeah, sold. Of so thank you. Another record sold. Never do the. I mean, we were gonna buy it anyway. Sure, but I was like, you know, don't do that car salesman thing, but kind of do a low level version of it. And there's gonna be another mention to that later on this episode where that works. So this is apparently something you definitely want to do when you go up to the merch booth. So though, concert tips, not just bragging. Little public service here on Rock Strikes Ten. So I've done enough yakking for sure. Because uh, you you've barely yacked, and I've done all the yacking. So I've I've interjected myself <laughs> okay. in the appropriate places. Yes, but the cool thing is you have the song pick for this particular entry. So what are we going to play from the latest wildlife record called "Out on Your Block"? Uh, we are going to play one of the coolest butt shakingest songs that I don't think gets a lot of love. Um, but I'm really glad that they played it at our show, and it is called "Bandita."
you go. From a really high contender for Rock Strikes 10 Albums of the Year for 2017. Show, of course, coming once the ball drops for 2018. That was Wildlife with Bandita off of Out on Your Block. Go buy that record. Go buy it at the show. Maybe you'll get a free download with it. <laughs> but, be, be nice when you ask. Bring your own Sharpies. Hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, those guys can't afford Sharpies. No. So they can afford Taco Bell. Yes. On a gift card that is purchased by fans. Yes. That so, they will make last for two and a half years. Yes. So please support bands like that because they're putting excellent rock and roll out there and they deserve all the money and women and whatever thing. You were saying that there's a difference in butt shaking songs versus what was it versus jumpy up and down songs okay so this so is you, a 50 50 album like that yeah okay so like the jumpy up and down songs are like like, the, like deadbeat is, yeah it's a jumpy song yeah the the songs that you were literally like jumping up and down to like shaking Just, shaking and nodding your head and like fist pumping and the and the butt shaky songs to me are the ones where you get to enjoy it and like you close your eyes and your head kind of sways but your your butt shaking the whole time okay that's good to know. I've, I've yeah. never realized there was a science to that. but there's, there's a very specific science to rock and roll. This is why I brought you here for the extra insight that I never give. So thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. I'm not even being disparaging when I say that. I feel super disparaging. No, you're, you're truly my better half. So thank you for coming out once again. And thank you for coming along with me on January 21st, all the fuck way out to Tyler, Texas. All the fuck out to Tyler, Texas. It's not really that bad of a drive. We had some friends with us. Yeah. It was a good road trip. It was, it was fun. I, I would have gone just me and you. The company made it even better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who did we see out there at Clicks Live and Tyler? At Clicks Live at this bar? It's, a, it's, basically a, bar? it's basically a sports bar with a stage. Yeah. You know. It was. It's a little dance. There's a little dance floor for you know dancing. It was, you just couldn't tell because there was people all over, but they did have a dance floor. Oh, okay. So sure. Okay. <laughs> little arcade. Half, half honky tonk, half a pool hall, half sports bar. There you go. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. A uh, real cool bar. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw some band who I can't remember. Yeah. Enough's <laughs> enough. And Ace Freely. Yes. So. Yeah, we got there to see Ace Fraley, which was the massive draw. Enough's enough. I was. Like, I went for enough's enough. Well, I've been kind of slowly indoctrinating you into enough's enough as the years have gone on, and I was like, that was a good selling point because you weren't going to go. I was not going to go. I would <laughs> so, not drive to Tyler for Ace Fraley. She, she's she's not driving to Dallas for Ace Fraley, so um, you know for sure not. You know who I drive to Tyler for? Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Okay. <laughs> and, I, I and, was I was going to say Eric Singer, yes, and, Tommy Thayer, sure, Bruce Kulick. Uh, you know, Stanley. You know who else we drove to Tyler for? This is the great John Astronomy. We Cause, did. Cause John is such a sweetheart. Yeah. Should should I tell people that? Like I feel like he needs to keep up this. Once this again image. once again, nobody listens to the show, so you go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and glom. People listen. People people listen. Yes. The right people do. Yes. yes. So a person pe- listens. People who wouldn't be dicks to people like Th- this guy you know? yeah so th- they're not gonna be like oh they're gonna be like hey. hey so yeah so continue your first impression of john oh my god he's so sweet he's yeah. so nice and he's so sweet and and i want him to be my best friend and mentor me and i want to do what he does yeah see the, the, exactly and of course john is a uh, was the co-founder of the talking metal podcast along with our good friend mark striegel the fantastic and, Mark Striegel. Yeah, yeah. There you go. More, more adjectives for Mark, please. Uh, the <laughs> most wonderful husband of Emily. Yes. Uh, the powerful and attractive. Emily or Mark? Both. Sure, both, both of them. Why not? Yeah, of course. They're so adorable. We, we realize this. 
But yeah, I actually, I, I, I did I, guilty. I sent a PM over to us, uh, Mark, and I was like, Hey, uh, we're going to be out and about at that show. So, you know, let John know if, if I say hey to him that I'm not a creep. That was basically how it went. Yeah. Just be like, Hey, there's a couple of degrees here. Like, I don't want to come up to you and just be, yeah. be a creepy weird dude. Yeah, because like, I've been because on... we're not, we're not cute enough to be that creepy. Sure. <laughs> you are. I'm not. But, uh, you know, I've actually, uh, you know, John hasn't been on Talking Metal for years now. Mark's steering the whole ship. But, you know, I've been on Talking Metal a few times now. But I don't know if John's heard those episodes. I just don't know. So that that's really where that whole thing came from. Like, hey, you know, just let him know that, you know, I know I'm Hey, in, if you want to let your buddy way. know that I'm yeah. a buddy of yours, if you could just be like, hey, if yeah. this guy comes up to you, he's good people. Yeah. And literally ran into him once we walked even inside the door. He was right at the bar. Yeah, I I looked over and I was like, is that John? And Joey's like, yeah, that's John. Yeah, so he, I mean, like, immediately, like, he's known us for years. He's one of those guys. Yeah, it makes you feel right at home. You're not some weirdo walking up to him at a show. Like, your cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah. What it, like, almost immediate family vibe. Yeah, and we went with... Like, hey, good to see you. Like, Like, not even... Not even, like, a good to meet you. Like, it's a good to see you. Like, yeah. this is not the first time we've met. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, we've known him for years. Yeah. And we both got hugs. It wasn't <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah, that was odd. For for me, it was odd. But it, for him, it was second nature. You know? Yeah. So, and we brought our married couple friends of Ryan Arts, good people. And and immediately took to them, too. It was yeah. just like, good to meet you. We, hugs all around. I was yakking with him for just a little bit. And he goes, hey, hi, I'm John. You know, like, he's hey, like, who are your hey, friends? let's not Bring leave them, them out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was crazy. It was great. Ace picks for everybody. He had he had picks all the way back from the farewell tour. Like, And then I felt know. kind of bad because, like, other other yeah, people, onlookers were yeah. like, oh, were those picks? That's just that's just the way it is. And I know that he that happens. That. And, yeah, yeah so. and, I don't, and I don't want to take up too much of somebody's time because they're... Yeah. They're there to do a job and to... Yeah, exactly. And we, we only whipped his ass for a few minutes. It was literally like oh, we five minutes, maybe. And I'm sure John's going to be like, you didn't whip my ass. Like, it was great yeah. talking to you guys. Like, yeah. come so, out come out to more shows. Anyway, like, yeah. yeah. That'll be cool if he's at the Expo. I've heard he's 50-50 right now, but who knows. So, But we're going to be at the Expo. I need to plug that later, so remind me. We're, we're going to do it after. You said Expo, and I thought Kiss Expo, oh. but you are talking about the Rockin' Pod Expo yes, out in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Which we will talk about later. Yes. But until then, we are um, going to do a double shot of Enough's Enough and Ace Fraley. So we're going to kick things off with something from... And what I like to do here when we do our concert wrap-ups is if I can find a live track from the set list... I'm going to try to play the live version as opposed to like a studio version, but there's going to be some studio songs spread out like we did with the wildlife. Cause they just don't have a live album. That's just the way it goes. Yet. Yet. But enough's Yet. enough does. And Ace has some live tracks out there. So we're going to do a double live shot starting off with enough's enough. going to be their version of their, their huge hit new thing. Since you've heard the studio version a billion times, we're going to hit up a live version of it from uh, tonight sold out. And then we're going to play Ace's version which was uh, an outtake from Life Plus One from the Fraley's Comet home video audio of the original Fraley's Comet lineup doing Deuce. So, with Todd Howarth, Anton Fig, and the great John Reagan on bass. I know Anton Fig. Yes, you do know Anton. Not and personally, we, but... Yeah, and uh, and John, John's a friend also. We have two John friends here in this segment. So... Three Johns. Three Johns. We, we were John Reinhardt with us, too. Yeah. Okay. A trio of Johns. We're going to laugh about this while the yeah, music's kick, playing. Kick, kick, kick. You get entertained on this other end here. 
So here's the devil shot, and we'll see you at the end of it. Have fun.
All right, there you go. Double shot, enough's enough with new thing from tonight sold out. And Ace Fraley and Fraley's Comets version of Deuce with Ace on vocals. There's something you don't hear every day. Or I guess if you went to see him in concert, you'd hear it. Because that's what happened there. At least for some of the songs. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, Ace never sings a whole set. That's just the way it's always been. But he's got very capable singers in his band. Yes. Scott Coogan's a great singer. He is. Drums and sings like Paul Stanley. What the fuck? That's fine. It's just like, wow. Yeah, that's so, fine. Anyway, so there's that. And we really haven't been talking much about the on-stage aspect, which is fine. It's just an organic conversation. But we need to definitely mention Wildlife. Great on stage. Need to go see them for sure. Wildlife on stage is exactly what you think a rock and roll show should be. Yes. like, And you, you are going to leave tired and sweaty yeah. and and just wanting to, like, pass the fuck out in your car and then just drive home in the morning yeah exactly very well put and so like i remember like even after we got back home going back to the ace enough's enough show is that you enjoyed them so much lives like almost like the studio albums are almost lacking now at this point yeah that lineup is very good like and chip is the only one really left from the original singing in place for Donnie V, but he does such an amazing job at it. Well, I liked Enough's Enough so much on stage that night that I wanted to go see them headline the next night. Yeah. But I just, and I had work stuff. Yeah, yeah and we, we both had to work couldn't. and we just couldn't do it. But we're going to go see them next time they come back to town because they'll be back. And it's going to be so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chip does an amazing job. As I was a little apprehensive, I've, I'd actually seen them with Chip singing. But it always still seems like weird that Donnie's not there. But I need to put that out of my head because he does such a great job on the vocals. And he's so, like, kind of mentally out to lunch because he's just been doing this for so long. He is <laughs> high as fuck. Yeah. He... And if he's not, he's got the act down. No. But it is great. I'm, but he probably is. I'm not going to say anything to criminalize anybody of uh, something I might have seen at, at, at the club. So I'm just going to leave it there. And we didn't see him do anything except rock and roll. There you go. And be a super nice guy. He was very nice yeah, to he us. He was so sweet. Yes. And his his guitar is his weird Oh yeah, the British guy from British from, guy. from, from Ultravox. <laughs> like I even went up and said, I like Ultravox. <laughs> and I'm thinking that he looks like um Ricky Gervais, and I'm just like why is Ricky Gervais playing for enough's enough? He looks a little bit like him, that's very true. I forgot that you had said that. Um, I, I wanted but he was so sweet. Yeah. Before we get out of the show, I wanted to mention, I didn't remember the name of the opening opening band because there was a third band on the bill, and they were quasi-local. They were, like, from a few towns over. And I mean, they weren't an hour and 45 minutes away like we were, but I think they were, like, 30, 45 yeah. minutes away. Yeah. And they were, like, a half-cover, half-original band because they, they played, I want to say they played like Queen of the Reich by Queensryche and like Lights Out by UFO. They played a lot of that kind of similar fare or Eddie Trunk bands, if you will. And they they played a lot of stuff that I probably would have liked if I liked those things, but I don't, so I didn't. <laughs> okay. And they, they played longer than Enough's Enough. They did because and, they were just kind of, you And know. I was very irritated because Enough's Enough's only played like seven songs. Yeah, it was like they were like a 45-minute set and the other band played damn near an hour. Or at least it seemed like an hour. It felt like an hour. But the funniest thing to me was, and I took pictures of this guy, <laughs> was that the lead guitarist in the band was an absolute A number one Warren D. Martini clone. If you don't know who that is, he's the lead guitarist for Rat. And 
not only does he look and play like Warren D. Martini, same hair from back in the like '84 hair, plays the custom models of Warren D. Martini. I mean, it's just like down to why aren't you in a rap tribute band? And I hope you are. If you, you why know. aren't you playing rat songs? Goddamn it! Yeah, they didn't even play any rat songs because had they play a rat song, I would have been like, eh. yeah, would that have been so obvious? But I mean, you're right there. I mean, like I said, I could send you a picture of this guy, and you'd be like, if I didn't even caption it, you'd be like, oh, you got a nice shot of Warren there. From 20, from, from 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. God, the 80s were not 20 years they ago. They were not. Yeah, I'm feeling it every day. So let's move over to our next show because that's weird enough. Yeah. Let's, so what day was this? Let's move all the way along to February 25th. Wow, almost a whole month without a whole show? whole month without a show. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, uh, I really wanted to take you to see this guy for years and it finally happened, albeit a place further away than we usually drive. It, it's a Give little bit take. out of the way. This is outside of Dallas on the other side. We live between we Dallas and Fort Worth. It only seems like it's so far away because we never go to this place. Exactly. What city were we in? I don't even remember. We were in Mesquite. Mesquite, Texas. Mesquite, yeah. Texas. Which is the perfect name for a city for people that live outside of Texas. Like, of course there's a town called Mesquite. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, this was at the Mesquite Rodeo Arena. Yes. And... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone anywhere expecting anything, and then you actually ended up in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> so, But this happened to us twice, and we'll talk about the other time later. Sure. But this was... A Rick Springfield show. A Rick Springfield show. Yes. And, you know, Rick's one of those guys, you know, good on you. Consistent work is great if you can get it. You know, Rick will play the state fairs and the pig races and all that stuff, and he's great at it, puts on a great show, crowd pleaser. I don't even know if he even realized what he was getting himself into with this one. I bought tickets for Rick Springfield on Ticketmaster (laughs) to go to a Rick Springfield concert, and you know what I got? Do you know what I got, Joey? Well, Well, I mean, you know what I got. Yeah, we got a Rick Springfield show. But do you know what else we got? Go ahead. We got a Mesquite ISD school fundraiser and auction yes we did that had also a silent auction down on the rodeo floor mm-hmm. and they had fancy ass fucking tables set up yeah there an f-bomb does deserve to be there because sure. this was the weirdest thing yeah because all of us scumbags are like on the outer parts like the bleacher areas yeah like we're sitting where people yeah. should and be sitting to, at a rodeo exactly if you've been to a rodeo or even a minor league softball baseball game soccer football sure. whatever exactly. have you's so these, <laughs> these assholes, and they're like evening gowns and tuxes. And, and ten gallons. Ten gallon hats. Yeah. Are on the dirt arena floor, <laughs> sitting at their fancy ass tables with their white linens and yeah. actual silverware. There yeah. is a buffet set up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking over to Joey and I'm like, we should get a plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just crash it. Because you kind of could. I mean, because you kind of could. You can, anybody can walk down and like go and look at all the silent auction stuff. And it was yeah. like, oh, we'll buy a raffle ticket for $5. Raffle tickets were $20. Yeah. Uh, silent auction things. Or a real raffle. Silent auction things started at like $300. And I'm like, oh, the fuck this. To, to bet on sports memorabilia that was made by those mall kind of places, you know. Yeah. Of cowboy and ranger stuff. Um, but I'm like, I'm just hitting Joey on the arm, and I'm like, we need to get a plate. Like, this is too weird. Like, we have to get a plate. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me. That's not true. We went out there to kind of see the vibe, and 
Once you got to a certain part, they just start staring at you a whole lot more. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's because I was wearing a t-shirt that yeah. had a T-Rex on it being ridden by a luchador. Yeah. Yes. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Favorite <laughs> shirt. So, oh, and before we get into Rick Springfield, actually, uh, by the way, that auction was such a beating because the guy had the oh. hottest mic. Hey, 75, and it's loud as shit. Like, I had a migraine before Rick even got on stage, and... But uh, on the funny side of things, uh, the bathroom queue was the exact opposite of a rush show. So many women. <laughs> I, I held I it. Walked, I walked right in. There's one other dude in there, and he's already washing his hands. But you go to the other side of the barn, I wa- lying around the corner. I walked by it, and I was like, maybe it'll go down later. And then we walked <laughs> back by it, and I was like, guess it's not going to go. I swear it was the same women <laughs> both times we passed. <laughs> They already cycled around. All right, so Rick Springfield, interesting because I I was I kept telling Nola I saw Rick twelve thirteen years ago, and it was an impressive show because I went in like I know a handful of hits. I grew up on these songs. I know Jesse's Girl. Sure, you know, and but I knew I was looking forward to Human Touch and a few other things, and I was like, this will be fine, you know. But he actually, oh, you know. He actually outperformed any expectations I had. Him and Loverboy that Which day, Which is honestly. always a great thing when you go to a show. Exactly. And even when he was doing new stuff, I was like, this new stuff's good. This I'm actually going to go listen to this when I get home and, and look, <sighs> research it. So, Oh, Rick. Yeah, yeah, he's he's damn consistent, you know. I think myself and Butler are the only ones giving it up for Springfield on a, on a podcast, at least at this point, that plays hard rock and heavy metal on their show. So... It was really fun, and he he knew what crowd he was playing to, obviously, because that's these are 99% of the shows he plays. He's going to cater, do the hits, and he has that hits medley that he's been doing since I saw him the last time. Because he I've, has so many hits, actually, he had to do a goddamn medley. <laughs> as a fan of the medley, yeah. I love a good hits medley. Sure, sure. It is, it is everything that I want, yeah. because he's not going to play three hours, no. and he could. He he could, and actually, you'd be familiar with most of the stuff. Yeah. So, he did two things that played to the crowd. <laughs> one was positive for them, and one was super negative for them that I always got a <laughs> chuckle out of. The one thing he did as a gimme to him is that he threw in covers of songs that are recent hits, such as <laughs> go ahead, dramatic pause. Taylor shit. Taylor shit. <laughs> God damn it. Ghost track. Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, and Katy Perry, Roar. So he did, like, gender reversal covers at that, you know, so pretty fun. It was, it was almost to the chorus of Shake It Off before I was like, oh shit, that's Shake It Off. I yeah. know this song. Yeah, because I was just like, I know, I know this. this. And then she started bobbing her head a lot more. I was like, what is this? And then the chorus hits. Yeah, that was just like, and of course all the so soccer moms weird. in there, and then like even even the bleachers, they were all everybody yeah. was shaking it off. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, roar, I wasn't too hip to still yet, but I figured it out by the chorus also. And but the other thing that he did that I just completely love, and I'm sure he was just in the moment because he does this every show, but he said fuck a lot on stage between songs. Spirit animal, which is great because. Right in front of, like, the entire Mesquite School District, he's just saying fuck a lot for a function that's supposed to be pro-school. But none of and the kids were there. Probably It was not. all the parents. It's probably not. But it just uh, made me laugh. It was but, great. But, yeah, I just, I want to be yeah. Rick Springfield when I go up, when yeah. I grow up. I want to go up on a stage and 
yeah. say fuck a lot in yeah. front of educators. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm making more money than you are for the next few years just tonight, and I get to say fuck something you would have sent me to the principal's office for. Oh, and I also need to mention before we play the song, and we'll, I swear we'll stop talking, as uh, my new friend Brad from the Metal Brotherhood was out there. Because I was like, what are you doing out here? I saw him on Facebook. <laughs> and he goes, oh, the wife's a fan. Like, sure she is, Sure, dude. good cover. I'm sure it's not both of you at yeah. all. No, no, no way. Okay. So, for Rick Springfield, we're going to play something off of his second most recent album, which is better than his latest one, in my opinion. So go get that one. I'll have the name of it when we get back, because it's a long album title. So for now, here is Our Ship's Sinking.
All right, there you go. From a very stellar cat. <laughs> I'm just going to keep recording. Rick Springfield is a very stellar cat. <laughs> yes. All right, there you go. From a very stellar release that Rick Springfield put out about five years ago called Songs for the End of the World, that was Our Ship Sinking. And right after that on the record is a really awesome song called I Hate Myself. Hoping he was going to play that that night. He did not. That was probably the biggest omission for me. Other than that, he's pretty much going to play every hit you ever wanted to hear by him. He's going to tease Jesse's girl four times. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and it kind of becomes storytellers, too, you know, after a while, you know. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's, it's... It's nice. It's fine. It was a great show. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was... For uh, as weird as it was, it was still... Yeah. Real cool. Yeah, he it had been over a decade since I'd seen him last, and it's like he hadn't aged. So, that's what uh, he does. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of cool older guys, went to go see Brian Ferry finally for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> she just wants pickups. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cooler, older guys from different countries. Went Rick to, Springfield's not American? He's Australian. Excellent. Yeah, totally. I mean, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, most people don't realize that. It's all right. Yeah, no. He seems very Midwest, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, that's not a disparaging thing either. Some of my f- best friends are from the Midwest. Uh, so, my birthday show this year, which was what we call it if it falls within the week of my birthday, uh, was on March 18th. Uh, to see Brian Ferry for the first time. For me, I was so happy. Uh, to be fair, it was also my first time seeing well, Brian Ferry, so... Right. But he, but this was definitely a Joey show. It was a bucket list Joey show. Because I was like, I didn't even see Roxy Music or Brian Ferry. Either or will suffice. So, got to see him at probably our favorite venue overall, if I had to guess. Verizon. Is Verizon our favorite venue right now? Verizon's our favorite adult venue, and Three Links is our favorite club venue. There you go. Yeah, because also, Verizon, we can get there in 15 minutes if we had to. Yeah, we've got a nice back way to get to Verizon from our suburb, and it's... It's very nice. It's It's real nice. It's well appreciated. Verizon needs to not pay for parking, and then they will be number one overall. That would be nice, but... Angry voice. Yeah, totally. I will say something else about that venue, which is... Uh, it, it's not artist friendly in the sense that we've been to so many shows there and seen a ton of acts, whether they're in legendary to iconic status, and the show never seems to be sold out ever. It's like nobody wants to come from Dallas or Fort Worth. On the other side of that, good. Yeah, well, you don't like people. We, I'd, we. I would a, rather have an empty seat next to me with a person in the seat next to that. That's fine, yeah. And and I don't want to walk a mile and a half from our parking spot yeah. to the venue doors. Yeah, but on the other side of that, I feel bad. Like, when we go to see Cheap Trick there, there is a few hundred people there as opposed to the 2,500 capacity that it holds. I feel when like it, it holds more than that. I think it uh, holds, like, five gr- I was going to say five grand, and I'm like, that's not how you refer to people. <laughs> if the top tier is sold out, I think it's nearly 3,000 people. I know it doesn't seem that way, but it's it's like a college amphitheater, basically, that holds, like, plays, you know. That's what it looks like inside. But I'm uh, going to make him Google that. Yeah, no, I, I did already. But got to see Brian Ferry. It was on my bucket list. 
It was for your birthday. It yeah. was it was good. Yeah, I got to see Logan and Randy from the extended family there. Of course, Randy from the Synaptic Podcast, which you should listen to. That's on cnjradio.com as well. I produce it. It's a great show. Randy was out there. Logan was out there. You know Logan. And the the other funny thing that happened, it's kind of random, and I, I kind of popped for this, but I didn't geek out on it as much as the, one of the guys that I didn't know that was hanging out with Logan and Randy is that the opening band already come and gone and for some reason Leland Sklar who's like the session bass player of all time was in that band for the opener and then I literally just saw him walk up to the merch table while we were hanging out by it I was like holy shit it's that guy from all the Phil Collins videos you know like I was like holy shit because <laughs> he's got a very distinct look He's got a huge white beard that he's been sporting for the last 35 years and change. So he just has that look. So people kind of, it's smart. People know who you are if you kind of leave that impression. So I was just like, oh, it's in Leland Square. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. I got to see him. But that was pretty much it. I didn't bug him for a picture or anything because I wasn't giving him any money that night. So I kind of did, but I didn't. You know? Yeah. Because I paid for a ticket. I mean, you know, why not? I paid for a ticket. Yeah, dual income. <laughs> yeah, I know. It goes to the same place, but still. Yeah. So, I was like, you know, I was expecting, a, you know, I figured it'd be one of those shows where people just sit down the whole time I was right. And, because it's not really, it's aging hipsters, you know, for the most part. It's like, eh, hey, we're just going to kick back, drink, listen to some nice, soothing, uh, panty-soaking music. And that's pretty much what we got. So, yeah. it's and that, that's fine. That's, I do like that the people that were sitting next to you were at least butt-wiggling in their seats. Yeah. There they was, were they were having a real good time. Yeah, there was definitely a couple of ladies that were worshipping at the altar. And I was impressed because I thought I knew some songs by them. That, you didn't know that, shit compared to that lady. Not compared to her. She knew, like, deep solo tracks. I mean, like, I was like, wow, that that's impressive. And, you know, he's one of those guys, even if you don't know his stuff, his stuff is completely pleasant to listen to yeah it's I, a mix i knew i knew nothing going in i left still knowing nothing but i had a good time yeah and and, and i wasn't i wasn't angry and it was it was nice and pleasant and and for me when i go to shows like that where i don't know first of all like what the fuck's going on or who the fuck that is or what the fuck they sing um i always enjoy going when you know the people really well because then i get to look over and you're having the best time of your life and i'm oh. like worth it oh so so you made that show for me okay well i'm glad i'm glad i was just happy that he was and i'd heard this in advance that he was going to be playing some vintage roxy stuff here and there so i got what i needed out of it also because you know i like a lot of the solo stuff too but i don't have it memorized like i do the roxy stuff so he definitely threw a lot of those in it was about it was about thirty seventy Roxy music, so that, yeah, that's sure, fine. Sure. That's fine. But uh, the the deep cuts of theirs I was hoping for, I didn't get. Uh, my favorite album of Roxy's is Siren. It's just a phenomenally perfect record. But we did get two tracks off of that album. We got Love is the Drug, but we also got... Because you love, you love, you love. It's my drug? Like the Kesha song? Like That's him, right? Yes. He yes. wrote that and then she covered it? Yes, exactly. Awesome. We got that. And we got uh, a deep track off of Siren. So that's the one I'm going to play for you right now. Buy that record. It's greatness. This is Both Ends Burning. Now. <laughs>
That was black card. Um, that was both ends burning, and I, I was talking about the siren record leading up to the song, which I was just excited to tell people to buy that record. So much so that I forgot that I was actually spinning the live version from the double CD from the early aughts called Roxy Music Live. That's a very, very good live album. I recommend it. It's very under the radar, but you should get it. Sounds great. It's pretty much on par with what he sounded like that night, which is another good reason to play that. But go get Siren. Go get Roxy Music Live. It's a lot of good stuff out there. It's, it's a pretty decently sized catalog, so if you need any extra recommendations, just PM me. That's what I do. So... That being said, let's move on to uh, where we're going to do a triple shot. We've been talking a lot on this episode, so we're going to do a big old triple shot for a show that we saw. Uh, When did we see this show? We saw this on March 23rd, once again at Three Links. Yes, the great Three Links. The amazing Three Links for, for, you know, a small club thing that I would typically hate. Really like Three Links. Yeah, it's just got a nice vibe to it. And it does. they well, play great music all the time, too. Like, between bands, I love... It's always, like, really good classic punk and punk pop. And it's just... just or R&B. Like, it's like a yeah. mixture of both. It's just a great vibe. Yeah. So... The the people who work there and run it are, are really cool people. Um, and it's, it's just a... It's, it's a real cool, just chill place. Yeah. Sometimes you go to clubs and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Three links is not that way. Yeah, and they got they got the, the, the cool picnic table thing going on in the back. In the back they've they've got a cool garage door kind of thing in the front. So yeah. if it's hot outside they open up the front garage door windows and yeah. they've got fans blowing, they've got the back doors open, it's it's nice and breezy. Um I am not gonna wanna go there in like August. <laughs> sure. But uh March twenty third, it was great. Yeah, that was a that was a show. I mean, highly anticipated show for this household. Uh, let's see, openers were uh, kind of a local band, basically, because it's an offshoot of Bowling for Soup. Uh, Bowling the, for Soup member. Yeah, uh, Eric Chandler, the Eric Chandler band, cleverly titled. Yes. <laughs> and the Two Tens, a uh, band that we hadn't seen yet and didn't have a lot of material yet by, but we were like... Really we, excited to see him, actually. Yeah, we so. we got to see Ricky, the drummer, play with the Dolly Rots previously. And we were just like, you're real cool. And she's like, thanks, check out my band. It's the Two Tens. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And then we did, yeah. And then we did. Uh, and it's, it's great, because I know I've probably said this already on the show, but it's just great that they finally found a, a steady, good drummer for the Dolly Rots. And if it means, like, dual shows with the Dolly Rots and the Two Tens, bring it the fuck on. I will go to that show every single time. Yeah. So you have a, a drummer doing double duty. And Ricky doesn't hold back. She's, she's a she monster. And she sings when she is yeah. on stage with the Two Tens. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's her and Adam Bones. Yes. I remembered Adam's name. Adam was real cool. Yes, he was. And... Maybe one of those guys with that tip earlier that I said with the wildlife as it concerns buying vinyl off of them. Keep that in mind. Just so you know. Yeah. Don't tell them who said that, but do Also, it you take can. your own Sharpies. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once yes. again. Yes. Especially to those club shows. Exactly. So, let's see. So, yeah, Eric Chandler Band, two tens, and of course, headlining. We just mentioned them, but... Yep, the Fantastic Dolly Rots. Once again, got to come to Dallas. Um, on their extended family vacation tour. Yes, they had both Dolly Tots and Toe. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we actually parked 
we and, parked and walked up to the show, and there's an RV out front. And we're like... And of course you look in, the door's open. Like, yeah, who the yeah. fuck's in an RV in Deep Ellum? Yeah, and Luis actually recognized He's like, oh, hey. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> we're like, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to get inside and scout our spot. And yeah. We're not going to bug him. It's, it's pre-show stuff. He wants yeah. to be with his family. We get yeah. it. Yeah, I think he was doing an interview or something, but uh, I'll try to get him next time for one, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Dolly Rots, come on our show. Yeah, they already said they would. I just yeah. need to get my shit together. Uh, super fun show. No Always com- great. Yeah, no complaints. All right, so uh, I actually did something that I've been needing to do. And by the way, Eric Chandler Band was actually cool enough to play the latest Synaptic Showcase out in Fort Worth a few days ago. So big ups to them. Thanks, guys. Maybe I can have Eric Chandler on the show. I'm, I'm just spitballing show ideas like yeah. on air, which is it's fine. It's I just fun. need to remind myself to do it. But I uh, got a really cool track from their latest album we're going to play something called after 12 by the eric chandler band then we're going to go into the two tens playing scene and we're going to finish it up with the dolly rots playing pack of smokes so enjoy this really fun threefer and we'll see you afterwards get your boots on have fun turn it up
All right, there was a three links, three for there for you, brought to you by three links. They did not pay for this ad. You should just go to and support that club. So we started off with the Eric Chandler band with After 12. That's on their latest album called The Truth. We followed that up with the Two Tens playing Scene. That's from their latest record called Volume, which is available autographed at their show on vinyl, by the way, on clear vinyl. That clear... Okay, first of all, clear vinyl is the coolest thing that I think I've ever seen. It's way cooler than black vinyl. I do like my blood-splattered vinyl when I can get it, though. Yeah. That's fun. Any glitter vinyl is also cool. Ooh, where's where's my sparkly Night Flight Orchestra spy camera coming? I think it's still in Germany. Ugh. Don't leave me alone with the Germans! Okay, and then we finished it up. We finished it up with the Dolly Rots playing Pack of Smokes. Yes, off of the latest album of theirs that I've already played something by this year called Whiplash Splash. Go get that record. I was kind of hoping that they were going to play the two oddballs on the record, which we talked to Kelly about, because the oddballs on there are their latest single, actually, called uh, Jumpstart This Heart, which I played on the show, and a song called Mother Trucker, which has Jarrett from Bowling for Soup on it. Mother Trucker's so fun. It's so fun. And I was glad that uh, we got a few minutes with Kelly. She was really nice. We, we kind of hung out with her after she signed and took pictures with everybody else. Yeah, because well, you know we kind of know. And she her was at this she point. she was like stick around, stick around, and we're like we gotta go to bed. She's yeah. like no, stick around, and we're like okay. <laughs> yeah, because by the end of it, it was just a long night. So, and I had to work in the morning, and uh, but I toughed it out, you know, all for the love of rock and roll. But I, I, it was important for me. I did the only thing I really wanted to say to her because we've kind of talked about everything else at this point anyway. But I was just like, hey, thanks for always putting out a good product. They always send us cool stuff, and we pledge. So if you pledge for their stuff, they're gonna take care of you. And I just wanted to tell him, like, those two songs, like, you should keep doing things like that. I mean, I love what you do normally, but don't be afraid to take those kind of chances is basically what I wanted to convey to them. And she was saying, don't worry, we're going to keep doing things like that. Yeah, like, she, she appreciated that we appreciated it. Yeah. Um, was like, I, I, couldn't, I just couldn't tell how they felt after the fact because they didn't play any of them live. Yeah. That was really kind of what I was going from on it, so... Uh, I think the really cool thing that the Dolly Rots are doing with Whiplash Splash is that they're putting out a music video for every single track. That's really cool. And I haven't seen like any of them yet, I think, except for the first one. Yeah. So I need to, I need to catch they're, up. They're all lyric videos. They're real cool. Uh, by the second chorus, you're going to be singing along. Yeah. If yeah. not by the end of the first chorus. Exactly. Speaking of those kind of songs... Those kinds of songs. So, uh, an act that we uh, thankfully get to see quite a bit, and I do not take that for granted, despite the fact that we've probably been like maybe four times at this point I since we've been together. I have seen Brian Wilson more in the last four years than any one normal person probably should. <laughs> well, hey, and I'm and, and I am perfectly fine with that. I'm yeah. I will see him anytime he is in the tri-state area of texas oklahoma louisiana yes exactly and the uh seemingly never-ending 50th anniversary tour of pet sounds which is also fine even though it sounds like i was being disparaging forever play it for the next 50 years yeah so we had seen brian wilson last year at verizon found out that he was coming to one of our favorite casino hangs out there choctaw in durant oklahoma and we we definitely have you know she'll never hear this but i want to publicly thank uh nola's grandma because nola's granny is a slot jockey (laughs) we say that term lovingly she doesn't lose as much 
<laughs> as she probably should lose. Yeah, but she's she's good. She she's she's well. pretty good. She does pretty well. Like they're not like rolling in the dough or anything. But I like that she's got somewhere that she can go and she can be active and her brain stimulated from all the lights and colors. Yes. And that sounds real bad too. But at the, like I'm glad that she gets up and gets to be social. Yeah. Um, and she's not a pathetic old white haired lady. She's yeah. She she's, is active and spunky as fuck. Oh, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I'm not just saying <laughs> that either. Both of your grand grandparents are. Yeah. Great, you know, so, but she's got a VIP status up at Choctaw. So she's able to get free tickets for us occasionally. Uh, she's always just said, tell me what you want to go to and I'll do my best. And we're like, okay. Yeah. And I, it's like, it's a love and hate to ask, but it's like, if we can get them, then why wouldn't we ask? And that I always feel so weird. Especially when we go to meet her up there and pick up the tickets and I, you know, I give her the biggest hug that I can that she will allow. And, and, uh, I (laughs) just like, Like, of course she'll allow it. I'm just like, thank you so much. And she's made miracles happen on for us. It's really great. Yeah. That's all. I'm just glomming, you know, how cool your granny is. Well, I mean, I like her, so yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) But yeah, she, um, yeah, no, it feels weird to like ask for those things because I don't know, like, it's just weird to ask for things sometimes. And, but at the same time, she wouldn't. She doesn't mind doing it, and she wouldn't offer it if she minded, because it's like, tell me who you want to go see. Otherwise, these benefits are just going to waste. Exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing. And somebody's so, got to sit in that seat, and it may as well be us. So you could just assume for the rest of this series, as it goes on, if we say we went to see so and so at the Choctaw in Durant, Oklahoma, yeah, we were probably lucky enough to get in for free. Don't don't ask. <laughs> so, yeah. this time around, it was Brian Wilson, like we mentioned. Uh, this one was a little different than uh, even what we're normally used to. We're used to nothing as far as, yes, we do get those free tickets Yeah, we occasionally. get a free ticket, but that is... That is just for a seat to see the show. That was there was something a little tacked on to this one. This showed up with literally getting bombarded with what? What? Huh? What? What huh? is going on? Huh? Huh? So So this is our other Twilight Zone experience. <laughs> As we're being handed these tickets from my grandma, she hands us these purple wristbands and she's like, The lady told me to make sure not to lose these and we're like okay that's weird we've never had wristbands before <laughs> whatever we look at the tickets and we're like ah 400s whatever that's fine yeah. it's it's up at the top we're cool with yeah. that and it's not really necessary it's the top but it's still not nosebleedy because it's a you know because it's only 3, a four tier fourth thing maybe a three thousand seat place yeah. maybe it's not as big as verizon i don't think but it's like a three-story theater you know yeah. so it's, it's yeah anyway yeah, so. and up top it's real nice. Like yeah. nobody sits up there. Nice big bathrooms that yeah. you don't have to deal with anybody in. Yeah, we bars that never have a line. Yeah, you know. we we go up the escalator to the to the two hundreds, and they they wave us on up to the next escalator, and uh, we've got our tickets out so that way we know where we're gonna go, seat and section wise. And they're, like, looking at our wrist for wristbands, and they're like, okay, go on up. And we're like, what? Okay, weird. And then the mood really changed. As we're going up the final escalator, there are bikini Hawaiian girls handing out lays, and we're like, okay. So they're having a Hawaiian buffet and party. 
<laughs> like I guess because the Beach Boys. You yeah, know? Like, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And they were like, don't forget to pick up your gift bags. And we're like, what? What? So we meander over to where this big table full of gift bags are, and we're like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you're at the VIP event, and. I see that you've already got your lay. There's the buffet. There's a dessert buffet. All the drinks are complimentary. Here's your gift bag. And we're like, no, wait, what? <laughs> uh, free food, free drinks. And then the second thing I went was, wait, free drinks? All drinks? Like, Yeah, even the hooch? Like, even even the hooch? And they were like, yeah, it's, there's pina coladas and margaritas or anything you want to order from the bar or beers. There's soda out there. And I'm like, and it's free. They're like, yeah. And we're like, okay. This is not any kind of world we live in. Normally. Like, we don't understand what a VIP experience is. Yeah. Like, we, we just want a seat at a show. Yeah. Because we're, we're far removed from the Kiss Cruise at this point. And even then, we weren't staying, like, in the high end. We stayed in a very nice room. Yeah. And got to we, do a lot of cool events and stuff like that. But we still have that. But the only thing reason that we stayed in a balcony suite was because I didn't want to feel like I was trapped in yeah. an interior suite. Yeah, I did that for my sanity. Well, me too. Me too. Nothing like putting your foot out in, in nature. But yeah. Back to that whole thing. Yeah. So basically, like plate of food. Oh, they they had a fucking roast pig, like one of those. Yeah, those, like, like a luau. Yeah. Roast an actual. <laughs> Whole pig. I thought it was at the uh, the those Axl Rose backstage events after show parties, you know. Except there was a lot more Geritol in the room. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, drunk old people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, man. That's We're... that's that's where the negative aspect comes in. Just talking during songs. <laughs> like I actually, we we moved up. We uh, did. We moved seats, and I felt and it wasn't bad. even sold out. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't a sold out section yeah. up there anyway. So I just moved the fuck up to the front row where people weren't talking. Had a great rest of the show. Yes. So uh, the ladies that we sat to were super nice. It was some people behind us that were being dickholes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Great show, great food. Uh, hope yeah. that that happens again, but not gonna, not gonna <laughs> complain if it doesn't. Yeah, and much like when we saw him the last few times, and I will say this forever and ever, Brian Wilson has more legit Beach Boys in his band than the band that trots around America called the Beach Boys, which is just Mike Love and Bruce Johnson. So, yeah, he's got two. Brian has himself, Al Jardine, and Blondie Chaplin as his ringer. So that's three to two. Brian Wilson wins. Uh, I'm going to say... Well, Matt Jardine, of course, is a Matt massive. Jardine. Matt Jardine is a ringer, too. Is, yeah. is what is making this yeah. so spectacular. I mean, Brian's great. Sure. And Al's great. And Blondie's great. But if it weren't for Matt, like, they wouldn't do half the songs they do. Matt sounds amazing. That's true. And this is me not being disparaging towards Brian. Brian is one of the few legit geniuses that are actually real geniuses in music of all time. At this point, Brian is kind of a conductor slash mascot for the music he has created. Mm -hmm. Because he's there. He does the shows. He does sing. He plays a little piano. Not a whole lot, but he plays a little piano. He sits behind the piano because he needs that security blanket. There's a whole thing. There's books written about this man that you can read. Yeah, Al Jardine's kid. And I say kid. He's 40 years old. Yeah. But he sings just like Brian does in his day. Like 1965, 1966 Brian Wilson with all the high notes. And you just close your eyes and you're like, wow. It's it's going to be the closest that you can get to going back in time to seeing 
a legit, legit Beach Boy show. Yeah. Even more so now because Brian's there. Yeah. That's the other thing <laughs> about it. You should not get Brian after a couple of yeah. years. So he's there and, that's... and he's championing his music and he's got a great support system on yeah. stage. So let's get to the song. Let's get to the song. This is my favorite song. Yes. And we're going to play the original studio version, actually. And and Blondie sings it and plays on it and it's amazing and uh, and it's Ceylon Sailor and I've talked about it probably every time that I'm on here, but that's because it's that good. Go see Brian Wilson next time he is in your town. Fuck what? Mike Love and Ceylon Sailor. Can I marry you again? Yes. <laughs> Severing, persevering, 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 persevering,
right, there you go. That was Sail on Sailor. I believe 1972, I want to say. I, 70, yeah, that sounds right. 72 from Holland. We've got a really super nice 200 gram vinyl of that. Yes, I'm bragging. Yeah, for and sure we're bragging. That's one of my... I, I found that in Austin and I picked it up and I'm like, I'm, I want it. I want it. I want it now. We're not leaving without it. It's, we're buying this. It's so refreshing to turn around and see the look on your face that I normally have when I'm holding a record like, can I? No, there was that no was... can I. That was, it was, <laughs> we're taking this we're home. Taking this home. By hook or crook, I am leaving with this album. You're leaving with this album and not you, or I'm leaving with both of you. Yeah. <laughs> so One they, way or the other. Yes. So, very nice purchase for the hardcore fan, I suppose. But it's an album you should definitely listen to, even if you just get a single disc version. We got so many Holland show songs at that show. Yeah, like between the Verizon yeah. show and this one. That was a thing. Like, uh, we got... Uh, on the Verizon show, we got Sail and Sailor and Funky Pretty, which I couldn't expect for a million years that they would play that. And I think we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, because that was the last time you were on was an other concert sh- show. But this one we got Sail and Sailor and California Saga. So yeah, was, California was... Saga is real good for two thirds of it, and then Mike's third part comes in, and it's yeah, part two of that is terrible. <clears throat> yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, speaking of awful. <laughs> Ooh, good oh my god! Ooh. So, you ever you ever think about going to a show, and then you're like, eh, and then one of your buddies goes to the show, and you feel so justified in not going and spending all the money on this ticket. That was me, because Joey got to go to the show alone. You were working that night anyway, but uh, it wasn't anything you were gonna get off. So April twenty third. I went to go see A Perfect Circle at said venue, Verizon Theater, once again. Mm -hmm. I was excited to go. I remember buying tickets on a pre-sale because I knew it would sell out, and it did. sold out, like, right away. See, Verizon can sell out. It can, but only for Tool and A Perfect Circle, which Which coincidentally has the same lead singer, Maynard James Keenan. There is a massive fandom, and and, and I want to say actual cult, and I found out... Okay, so I went there. I actually recorded some interviews with fans. It's the first time ever. I was all jazzed about the new voice recorder that you pulled on the phone for me because that's where I got all those IDs from. So I went ahead and played with the microphone some more at the Verizon show. I literally went up to a couple of uh, like suicidal tendency-looking guys in the parking lot. They were drinking. Hey, can I ask you a few questions, sirs? You know, like that kind of thing. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... And I was trying to get, like, my my attempt here was, like, to try to get some juicy... You wanted com- somebody to be like, yeah, he's a dickhole, but I'm still... I still like him. Kind of, yeah. Like, basically, here was my thing, is that I knew that Tool fans were going to this. And I am of... And I'm not saying I'm better than everybody. I'm, I'm really trying not to say it this way. And I'm sure there are some people that are like this. I've just never met any. I am, I am a everything but tool fan as far as Maynard James Keenan goes. I like a Perfect Circles records. I like Pussifer stuff for the most part. Just not a big tool guy. And a lot of that, I mean, they're great musicians. Don't get me wrong, they're great musicians. They've got great taste in music. Um I think it's between listening to the radio in the 90s and also working in a record store being bombarded by shitty tool fans. That really put me off of them forever. So I think it's more of a mental thing, and yeah, just it's like it's just not your cup of tea. This is it's pretty much the Pink Floyd factor with me, and, and it's, also it's I, my Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, there you go. And I don't do the drugs, so I think there's a factor in that too. There's like the Tool, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead thing going on. I just don't get it. At the end of the day, I just don't. So, all that being said, 
I was trying to get some controversy going, like in some of my interviews. I wasn't trying to get beat up, but I was trying to maybe kind of infect people with my ideology as it concerns how I think Maynard James Keenan is the ultimate troll in rock and roll at this point. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's a guy, and I'm not. I'm really not trying to beat him up because I'm happy for him and all he's accomplished in his life. Because apparently this guy needed all the love in his world. And if money could buy you love, then he got pretty damn close. He's a multimillionaire. Uh, he, I remember he they said he put his house on the market recently, and it was like a $5 million fucking dollar house. He's got his own like winery and vineyard, and he's really involved yeah, in that. Yeah, but so does Les Claypool. Sure, but he's he's so involved in that that they've even done documentaries on it that I think he's financed and some other stuff. He constantly does Pussifer records, and he still goes back to Perfect Circle fairly often. Yeah, to, regularly. To the point where they've toured like two or three times over the last decade, which is pretty decent for a band who's not a full-time band. Yeah. And also put out some live albums, some reissues and stuff like that all the time. It has been, I think, 11 or 12 years and counting that there is no tool record. And now that's fine. This is, I and, mean, <laughs> and it's fine by me and it's fine by you, but you go outside this room here, walk outside this house and you go door to door and you find a rock fan. They're going to have even an, a rock fan, just the tool so fan. They're going to have an opinion on like, what the fuck? We where's, don't get a, where's my tool level? Where's my tool level? And I've seen you, you can just type up tool memes on <laughs> Google, and there's like the, the the skeleton sitting in the lawn you, chair waiting for the new tool record to come out. I mean, it, you it's might all have over to there. type tool band meme, otherwise you'll you delve into a whole other thing. That's right, yeah. But but basically, what I'm getting at is that the questions I was asking, and um, I said, do you feel that Maynard holds tool fans in contempt uh, while he? loves to do all these other things the thing that made him and the thing that you love him for he doesn't care to do anymore because if he did care to do it it'd be out don't give me this artistic shit are you just not writing those but songs Guns anymore? Guns N' Roses took like 30 years to yeah. put out yeah. Chinese democracy and it, though and it really hurt their career as was, far as a band that sells real bad yeah and as, as far as uh, a band that sells physical product it hurt their album sales for sure. I mean, not so much their tour bottom end, but at the same time, they didn't start playing stadiums again until Slash and Duff got back in the picture, but that's a whole other episode. So I actually do have the opinion that Maynard holds his fans in contempt, especially the Tool fans, because he's not servicing them. I don't <laughs> feel that... He's servicing yeah, them. <laughs> yes. I don't feel that he cares about them. I feel like he looks at them very lowly. And that's oh, just my... Oh, you like Tool? Yeah. As the lead singer of Tool. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's just like, eh. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, he's never going to say it because they made him millions of dollars. Yeah. But all his actions, I believe, speak louder than words. So I was just trying to get it going. And I, the guy that I wound up sitting next to, who was there with like a handful of his friends and family members, it was like a family outing for him. Nice guy. Uh, he was like a, he's like a school teacher, too. It was pretty funny. But he actually referred to himself as a Maynard apologist, <laughs> which is something only reserved for religious deities. And that That's was excellent. pretty much all I ever needed to know. The fact that that is a term that I did not create. It is created by a fan of this man. So, uh, you know, by the way, dude, if you're listening, I'm not making fun of you. I love that. You made my night. Um, so I, I told him about the Highlight show. of the night. Highlight of the night. Because they came, you know, I'm actually, uh, and I'm going to tease this, I'm writing an article for Talking Metal about this for the website. So I'm not going to go into any more detail, really. All I will say is that 
you have two studio records if you don't count the cover album perfect circle i paid basically at the end of the day this this really hurts me to say i feel like the biggest jerk i feel like the biggest idiot in the world that after uh ticket service charge and parking i paid a c note to not hear the song i showed up to see which was three libras which should be obviously in your set and i'm sorry wasn't it a single that was the second single and the best single on the first album why are you not playing your singles? They didn't even play Judith, which was the launch single for that first why, album. Why are you not playing your singles? I, I don't know. But to me, Tool not playing Three Libras is like Huey Lewis not singing I Want a New Drug. Or let's say Huey or Lewis, the Power of Love. Or Huey Lewis not singing The Power of Love. It's not his most popular song, but it's fucking close. Yeah. It's like number two or three overall. Because it's, if you go on like, iTunes... It's like uh, Brian Wilson not playing Barbara Ann. Sure, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 a or dick good, thing to good do. Good vibrations. It's just a massively dick thing Why to do. Why would you not do it? And because, he's a and he's a dick on stage. He's a dick. Yeah, and here's the thing. My perception of a perfect circle was this is the band where when Maynard is on stage, he's actually facing the crowd, and you can actually see him, and he's not hiding behind some sort of silhouette like he does with Tool. Because I've seen them on TV shows. And I guess there's just no hiding at that point. Yeah. But he actually because no, nobody's going to book you if yeah. you're going to stand backwards. Yeah. So that's all. And you know, okay, forgive me for not knowing all the ins and outs of this man, but God damn it, I didn't see his face once. I didn't see James Ehaw at all, and he was there. I could tell he was at least there. But I'm going to save the rest of the rage for the article because this is really making me angry. I paid a hundred dollars for that bullshit show, and yeah, great musicians, but fuck you, seriously, fuck you. Here is your best song that you didn't play closing out part one. And we're going to get back on the positive train on part two. This is Three Libras. On Rock Strikes 10. Not if you pay to see Perfect Circles. Free on Rock Strikes 10. Yeah. Uh, send us $100. Yes. Please. <laughs> Please.
That was Three Libras, the second single from Murdanam from 2000. One of my favorite albums of 2000. It still is, actually. I'm I'm not that dick that's going to be like, you suck, and I don't like you, but I don't like you as that entity, I guess. I will never, again, go see them live. I mean, everybody else that went there is probably going to go back. So, you know what? M- me bagging on this doesn't affect their bottom line, like, at all. But maybe they'll learn from it. I was pissed. Probably and not. Every maybe. every now and then I'll troll the comments because I see them post on Facebook and they always uh, have like festival dates booked now. And I was like, I can't. Don't forget to not play your hits. That's the only thing I leave in the comments section. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I do. And like I said, it, they they're not going to care. But whatever. Uh, it was nice to see James maybe, again. But maybe I saw James. James. Eha will. I saw James, we saw James last year at the Pumpkin Show. He was great. He was great. Um, that was a good Pumpkin Show. And he was funny at the show. Like, he actually did, like, this sort of pseudo-satanic lounge solo act for, like, two <laughs> minutes. And he did cheap pops for the crowd. Like, yeah. hello, all right, Texas, we love, yeah, it's like, we love Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, like, of course, people and then every And then everybody but me is cheering, and I'm like, boo. Yeah, I, 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 I booed it. <laughs> He's like ZZ Top, yay! Yeah. All right, Tejas. Pantera, yeah. But yeah, anyway, no, but yeah. I swear to God, like I swear that's not him on stage. I swear to you, Maynard James Keenan is not on stage. Maynard what James, they do- Maynard James Keenan is dead, and it's conspiracy, and and it's just, it's just like Paul McCartney. Dude, I, I'm telling you, because that could easily be a track. Like he could have easily just done that show, recorded it. Have the band back it like the you know it would be it yeah. would be adjusted to that to where you can be in time and it, and it plays right mm-hmm. you just play to a click. Show us your face. Prove to us you're not alive. I'm telling you, I, I can I can tell the rest of the band was there. By the way, a uh, homeboy from uh, Eagles of Death Metal that we saw last year was playing bass that night. Um, I forget his name. But, Trucker Hat. Uh, no, not Trucker Hat. Um, good bass player though. He played. Oh, the the guy who got replaced by the girl. Yeah, 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 exactly. He, he was there. I could tell that was him because he was yeah. actually in the front of the stage. And I could tell that Billy Howardale was there because he was at the front of the stage. And I could kind of tell it was James Eha because he has a distinct silhouette probably. And I could tell what kind of guitar he was playing. You know, the drummer was there because the drummer was really good. The drummer was the only loud. one facing the crowd. Uh, they, had the, they had like three erect circle stages that were like, James is on the smaller one, Maynard's in the middle... The drummer's on the high one on the right. It looked really cool, actually, for a bare stage. But because he doesn't face the crowd, I swear that's not him on stage. That's a stand-in. and they Prove liter- us wrong. And they literally have banked, like, local references. Because the only thing he really said besides introducing the songs, which you could have that on a tape, yeah. is, Bet your ass, it's Texas... And that was the only thing he said, which means that could have worked for all of the city stops in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to put forward the conspiracy theory that he's actually not even doing that tour. He's making money on it. Oh, yeah. But he's not there. There's no way. Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. So there you go. So Lost every Maynard fan on the planet by that segment, but I fine. Know. But who it. cares? Fuck those guys. Anyway, we're going to end the show. We're going to come back with part two soon. Yeah, uh, we will be back with... Uh, May dates, and that was what we saw uh, from January through April. Exactly. So it, was a, it was a good first quarter. Yes. I had fun. I'm glad I didn't go to that perfect circle show. <laughs> You're proving to be a good luck charm. So join us for part two. It may be the exact next episode you hear, or it's going to be the one after the next one. Not sure, because we're finishing up the last part of the shows next week. So we're literally going to record part two now, a little backstage here. 
We're going to record part two now, and then the last couple of segments will be recorded next week. So that's how it's going to work. Because we have some time off and we're doing this now. Yes. So stay tuned on cnjradio.com. Every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that are on iTunes. So that's very important. While you're there on cnjradio.com, check out and subscribe on iTunes to the Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative who we saw at the Brian Ferry Show. Always has a great selection of songs for you. Everything from Katie Lang to Slayer on the Synaptic. I thought you were going to say from Katie Ling to Katy Perry, and I'm just like, ah. Never heard Katy Perry on the show, but I'm I'm not saying that he wouldn't play it. Yeah, but that's the thing. He could. Everything from Casey Musgraves to to Macedon. Like, I mean, it's really just like you have alt country, hipster country, and then you have thrash. It's whatever his hipster ass wants to play. Classic punk rock. Randy, I love you, but let's be honest. Come on now. Thankfully, he's never. Thankfully, Randy has never played Stevie Ray Vaughan on his show, so good on you, Randy. Uh, stay on cnjradio.com for the blogs of Last Theater on the Left and Wrestling House Show by Chris. Always active, always up to date. Always in Japan. Always in Japan, yes. <laughs> Good day, mate. All right, and last but not least, before we get out of here, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Spirit for the permanent outro song that is awesome. Go to facebook.com slash band for more information. Purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we're going to get the hell out of here. Nola, I'll see you on part two, wherever that may be. Thank you for coming on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you for being my better half. You're very welcome. All right. Everybody else, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Bye.